Hello. Really quick, before the show starts, it's not a full plug, but we're launching our Patreon. We're going to talk about it in more detail at the end of the show. We're going to get into the show now. I don't want to hold your time. I don't like doing plugs at the beginning. But when we start doing plugs, make sure you stay until the very end, because there's a lot of perks that I think you're going to like. The first here is bonus episodes of Spaced Out called Double Spaced and other things that I think you guys will enjoy too. So if you really like the show, either check out the Patreon or listen to the plugs at the end. The rope the rope doesn't have to come out yet, but if, if I need it to, I'll just put it on the table and have it sit there in front of me as like motivation to keep working harder. So Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> cool, dark, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna start the show? Space is open to us now. And our eagerness to share its meaning is not governed by the efforts of others. We go into space because whatever mankind must undertake, free men must fully share. Okay, right. I forgot. We're not doing. We're not doing the music. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> nice. I'm keeping that in. No, dude. I sound like Windagoon. <laughs> okay. Hi, listeners. Welcome to the Spaced Out Podcast. I'm your co-host Connor, and with me virtually is our actual host Anthony. Virtually and emotionally and spiritually. Yep, we're all we're all connected. We'll get into mm-hmm. that. Um, and today, we're going to be talking about uh, cryptids, those little funny, funny little creature guys, um, or the huge monstrous ones, whichever you're really into. Which one do you prefer, huge monstrous or tiny cute? I prefer, I guess, tiny cute, even though they're not cute. My my favorite are <laughs> the types that are trying to pretend to be human, like the black-eyed children and skinwalkers. That's what I'm bringing to the table today. Those are my favorite because there's like a psychology thing going on. It's almost like a energetic, mental game of chess. You have to play with these beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The more like scary monster ones, for the most part, just feel like, I don't know, horror movie villains? <laughs> yeah. Of, uh, they are they are really on the nose. Yeah. For anyone who's living under a rock, for the two people who don't know, a cryptid is uh, an animal or a creature that has not been discovered or proven to exist by the scientific public body, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's uh, your big your Bigfoot and your Yeti and Mothman. Um, and something, something, I want to know what you think about this, Anthony, but I, I've, I don't know if this is a new thing or if I'm just now hearing about it, but that cryptids are becoming more and more like spiritual based. Like they're not physical creatures anymore. Like Bigfoot. I've, I've been hearing a lot that Bigfoot is like a time traveling creature that can jump in and out of this 3d space and i think more and more cryptids are now like 
becoming like this, like UFOs too, which I want to talk about that later. But what do you think about that? So that's actually my belief. I think that's starting to become more and more of a thing is like, because everyone has a camera now. So when, when everyone's walking around with a camera and we have surveillance cameras all over the place and we're still not capturing evidence of these beings, there has to be a logical explanation. And you can either go to, well, duh, they don't exist. That's why you're not finding them. Or they're more energetic and interdimensional. And that's why we're not picking up on them. And they can see the cameras we have everywhere. So they're like, all right, don't go over there. The man is watching us. So <laughs> I I do believe these beings are interdimensional. I don't, I, I have a whole theory I'm going to, I know I could explain it now. What am I doing? I didn't sleep well. My head might be uh, a little slow. So I'm really glad you're leading the show. This was, this topic was Connor's idea. So thank God he can lead yeah. the charge today. I, I went to bed so late. Let me rub my hands. Yeah, it's like, finally, we could talk about the real <laughs> shit, the, the Jersey Devil. So I believe the dimension we live in is a projection, almost like an echo of the higher dimensions. So the higher dimensions exist, and then consciousness and different higher state beings project themselves into this reality. And that's what like a higher self is. It's incarnating as you by projecting itself here and everything that's here is uh built off of a cascading effect off of those higher dimensions so you could think of the the dimension that your higher self is in and like source energy as the projector and you could think of earth as the wall and the projector is projecting you and this planet and the laws of physics onto that wall then you take these cryptids, your Sasquatch and your Skinwalkers and all that stuff is being these projected. Rebels. Yeah, these fucking rebels that the the goddamn the liberal media. This is why they're cryptids because the fucking liberal media doesn't want you to know the truth, so they don't report on it. They just fucking tell you that like Trump had two scoops of ice cream, so they don't want you to know about the black eyed children. They don't want you to know the truth. <laughs> so these beings live in different dimensions that are being projected onto the same wall that is Earth. So we're on top of each other, like as if you were projecting two movies onto the same part of a wall. And both movies are on that wall, but they can't interact with each other. That's what I believe is going on here. Now, I think a lot of people will say that, like, that's cope, right? Yeah. Because, like you said earlier, there's um, there's two schools of thought, Right in this new age of technology where everyone has a camera and the more cameras are coming out, you would think the more evidence would come out of these cryptids, but there's not. So everyone is faced with the question, do you either accept that these things might not be real or do you perpetuate the idea with, um, these concepts of spirituality and higher selves and the projection stuff. And to us, we have a lot of context in that sort of field. We can, we can conceptualize that and understand it because we've been doing a bunch of hokey mystical shit for a while, but to any just ordinary Joe, or Joette, um, 
Oh, I love Joette. <laughs> Joette's pretty chill. They would probably <laughs> go on the camp that it's not real, right? Or at least yeah. they would be inclined to. So I think this is going to be a, a big shift in the cryptid community where there's going to be people who deny cryptids exist and there's just going to be people who say, oh, well, they're just projected holograms from a higher consciousness just like we are and then you're and then they're like oh what the fuck (laughs) you know yeah but yeah i totally get i totally get what you're saying yeah Um, see my my response to uh well that's cope is well that's cope and the reason why i know you yeah no you but i'm actually i i base this off of not only studies that i've done but my own personal experience like i've seen ufos i've seen angels i've seen shadow people i've seen beings with my own eyes and other people did not now am i a schizophrenic or was i able to see that other projected movie bleeding into this reality because i was a vibrational match to it in that moment you can't say objectively which one it is but I don't have, if I'm a schizophrenic, I don't have any of the other traits. So I'm the most high-functioning, self-aware schizophrenic on the planet, if I am one. Yeah, and a lot of people will, they'll like to say, like, what's real and what's fake. But mm-hmm. if you experience something, then it's real. Like, it, it like if you have, ex- you can't experience something that isn't real, right? Like... People like to say, oh, like it's a, a like a hallucination or like there's something something weird going on in the brain. But everything that we know to be real, like this microphone that's standing in front of me, I'm only able to interpret it through the signals in my brain. So if there's other signals in my brain giving me all these this like I'm seeing Bigfoot and shit, then yes, that that that's that counts as real. There's no reason why it wouldn't just because it falls out of the collective subjective body mind that society is. That just means that you'll just be ostracized for it. That doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah, exactly. And I would need, I would need a a scientific explanation on why I would hallucinate a giant UFO moving accurately in three dimensions over my house heading towards New York City. Like, I would just need to know, like, okay, but why did my brain do that? And why did it make it look so realistic? Like, this is not, like, a swimmer in my eye or, like, a weird light that could be, like, a shooting star. Like, I saw a giant goddamn spaceship fly over my house towards Mm -hmm. the fucking World Trade Center, like, two or three years ago. So it, it becomes one of those things where... It just, it reminds me not to get into, into politics and, and news and all that, but it's, it's like, um, not confirmation bias, but what is it where a person has a a belief and you give them accurate information that challenges it. And instead of taking that in and going, huh, that's very interesting. I'll look more into that. They immediately come with some bullshit reason why what you just said is bullshit. What is that? Like reverse gatekeeping. (laughs) <laughs> reverse <laughs> it's it's yeah it's something like that so i i believe the other problem is too with movies 
well, we're going to get into it fully with the MK Ultra Hollywood episode we're going to do, but I believe people who live your your average life, your especially Americans, your average American life who just watch Avenger movies, go to fucking TGI Fridays, you know, play Call of Duty. They <laughs> Yeah, I'm attacking certain people in the audience, I guess, without meaning to. They they live like this this drip-fed life that's given to them by other people, and their only experience with far out there stuff is through media so when a person has their own far out there experience they go like oh you you think life is like a movie it's like no i don't even watch movies anymore you think life is like a movie because that's the only thing you can relate to so it's this perception cage that a person's uh stuck in and they don't want to Mm -hmm. take in anything that goes you know against that little prison's a harsh word but it's like a little consciousness prison and I think it's something about once you start to walk out of that, you start going down the spiritual path, you're like leaving one tribe and going to another. And there's like this anxiety of, you know, my family member, oh, they they joined a cult, quote unquote. You know, I used to get that a lot from my friends that would tell me like, oh, you joined a cult. I'd be like, no, I think I left one, actually, because I'm allowed to be way more <laughs> open minded about possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you bring up the UFOs, right? And, you know, we were just talking about how these cryptids might be like spiritual beings. I came on to like a pretty out there idea about UFOs that they are like, they're not spaceships, but they like the UFO itself is the alien. It's like a living creature. Oh, um, right. And I thought that that was so cool, like something that lives in the atmosphere, because I had this shower thought, like click in my mind, uh, like a year ago, and I was swimming in a pool and I was like, hey, this is kind of like flying, like I'm, I am experiencing flying right now in, in a slow motion kind of sense, because I'm, I'm, I'm floating, I can move in three dimensions in this pool and birds kind of do the same thing just in a way less dense um, pool of particles and i was lying on my back in this pool just floating and i looked up at the clouds and i was like those clouds are doing the exact same thing that i'm doing they're just so buoyant that they're resting on top of this pool of the atmosphere and it got me thinking like you know if there's creatures that are living in the sea then you know it would be really cool if there were also creatures living in the sky like dragons or something yeah um and so that really hit me with like the ufo thing being like like living things because i don't know i just think it's so cool to be able to think of like things living in the clouds and them coming down and seeing like what the fuck is going on the on the ground you know they're like birds but cooler <laughs> you know <laughs> way cooler they're like cyberpunk birds that makes a lot of sense because i've seen a lot of people that channel like pleiadians and arcturians and all this stuff they always say that like when they connect to the ship it feels like the ship has its own consciousness and it's alive separate from the crew and there's almost this like psychic link going on Almost like like the way you're describing, if it is like a living being, it's almost like an avatar, uh, not the bad one, the good, the James Cameron one, the good one, where the blue people 
connect like their hair genitals to the like birds hair genitals and now they can control it because they've become like one consciousness in that moment sounds similar to that yeah it kind of does they got little every single alien just has like a really cool braid and they're like brain nerve endings come out of it yeah (laughs) just link up to the ship yeah so crazy and they're like we also fuck like this because reasons Yeah, it's just like taking two brains and rubbing them together. Yeah, that's how I do it. That's why I only ever sleep with my partner once. (laughs) Well, so this kind of leads me into my favorite cryptid, um, which it was was a tie between stick figures and the Toronto aerial jellyfish. I I did not come across either of those, so please do tell. (laughs) What the fuck? So... The stick figure one is pretty self-explanatory, um, but it's like it's like really creepy. People will see two-dimensional stick figures just like walking around, or like, or or some of them being like shadows on the surfaces of walls. And yeah, sure, you know, I'll I'll, I'll play devil's advocate and say that you know a shat the you know the shadows the shadow one might be reaching um but to have a shadow form into a stick figure you know and the possibility of some higher forces manipulating the world around us to kind of bring that event into action to create the shadow to look like that it's like whoa maybe the stick figures are real and there's there's like no evidence of it, but I just think it was a it's like a cool idea, you know, for these doodle bobs to be running around. It it um, does feel unnerving if I saw one of those because it's not it's not humanoid enough for my brain to make sense out of. So it is like very alien. Yeah, but you've seen those like 2005 gifs of like the stick figures like brutally fighting each other so like you know what they're capable of oh my god they're gonna start grabbing all my windows <laughs> icons and I, now i can't shut down the computer <laughs> yeah you were just <laughs> you were just trying to go on the google man and there's a whole ass battle oh man you just hit um, me with so much nostalgia jesus yeah i hope i hope all the listeners got the reference oh, um new grounds but the second the second the the prevailing cryptid that is taking the throne of my favorite the toronto aerial jellyfish and what the fuck is that what, what are you so, talking about <laughs> in 2000 what you never heard of the toronto aerial jellyfish you know surprisingly <laughs> i just i've been living under a rock it hasn't come my way yet uh they call it the tach for short yeah jf good brand um in 2012 uh, back when Coney was the main villain of the world, eyewitnesses in Toronto, California, recall seeing a giant jellyfish slowly descend from the clouds and then just fly back into the sky. It just came down, everyone saw it, and then it left. If I saw that, I would vomit and have a heart attack simultaneously. <laughs> like the one person in the world who has like a phobia of jellyfish and one (laughs) descends from the fucking sky and you're like hyperventilating (laughs) oh my god like Uh, it could be it could have been anything (laughs) but it had to be a jellyfish oh that's terrible 
I mean, you know, it could be great if you're into that type of thing. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people in Japan would have been thrilled. Like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> now the party's about to get started. Well, I read this and I was like, dude, that is so fucking cool. Because I've already, I, already, I just mentioned about the, the living UFOs and organisms living in the sky. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, although I'm, n- I'm not a biologist. Um, really? But I think I can confidently, <laughs> uh, was it obvious? That there, there's not enough food in the sky. They're like, there's no ecosystem <laughs> in the sky. There's not enough things buoyant enough to live in there to warrant a giant jellyfish living up there can i can i just but, say i love the statement yes i love the statement there's not enough food in the sky <laughs> yeah we need to we need to put more food in the sky oh man i am isolating <laughs> that and putting it in the intro one day <laughs> with like a sick outrun vaporwave beat to it yeah oh fuck yeah um but yeah it's my favorite because it connects so much with that um and I think there's there's I don't know what it is, but every everyone who is into cryptids, like seriously into cryptids or yeah, just people who are into cryptids, they there's like there's just so many violent ones like Bigfoot and the Yeti and um, the Rake. And I, I don't need to list them off, but you get what I mean. Like they're they're giant, very threatening things. And so when I see one that is a jellyfish, the one of the least threatening things to most people on the planet, just coming down from the sky, checking up on everyone and then bouncing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Like, we need more cryptids that are like cute little caterpillars that like have oh magic or some shit. No, what is wrong? You're a sociopath. What what the fuck would be cute about a giant caterpillar just trucking through New York City? Dude, I don't know. Have you seen a caterpillar? Yes, there's I hate bugs. Dude, they have the cutest little legs though. Oh my and you God. get to see them in 4K no. ray trace. No. No. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't like all their little legs. I hate anything with more than four legs. Well, it's okay. The jellyfish, it's flying. Yeah. It's cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's mystical. Yeah, I like the jellyfish. I was fine with that. I just don't like anything if it's like crawling up a skyscraper. I can hear it on the glass going... I hate that. I'd hate that so much. I'd be terrified. I If I didn't throw up and have a heart attack... What about a giant gecko? What about a giant gecko? Like Godzilla, but a car insurance ad? Like if you took an ordinary gecko yeah and you just scaled it up like 200 times i mean i would be scared of it eating me vegetarian yeah but what if it's dumb it doesn't know it's like well i gotta i gotta try it to know if if i can eat it so it eats me okay that's a fair point but all right let's say let's say it's in australia oh i mean nowhere near you yeah they don't even have people there they're just like all criminals. Yeah. It's just kangaroo. That's like, that was like the 1600s or something. <laughs> They're all descendants. It's, it's the sins passed down from the father. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> this, is, this is officially uh, Australian slander. Yeah. 
we are officially slandering Australia. Yeah, I don't want any um, Australians listening to there's less than one percent of I, I look at who listens to the podcast. Less than one percent uh is Australians. I need you to get out. I really need you. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna dirty up the water. This was a safe place for us and <laughs> with you listening, I don't think we're we're we don't feel very safe anymore. <laughs> I, I just, I would be amused if one person actually got offended by that and, like, wrote to me in my email. But, like, it's not even funny. Like, you're just an asshole. I fucking, I, Australia's great. We have a beautiful ecosystem. You're a dumb American. But, no, I, I love my Australian listeners or listener. I don't know how many of you are out there, but there's at least one of you. Yeah, so thanks for sitting through our Australian slander. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Really appreciate that. Anyways, let's just send all the monsters there. But we don't have to because there already are. Mon- like, have you seen the creatures in Australia? Yeah, like I've seen like a really buff kangaroo. Yeah. And I'd fuck I was like, up. no way. I'd fuck no, him up. No way. You I'd would f- not, dude. Bro, I look, here's what I'd do. All right. I'd win. I'd win the fucking tag belts with him. And he'd let his guard down, and as we're celebrating, I'd come up from behind with a steel chair and clap him in the back, and everyone would be freaking out, like, oh, I thought they were best friends, though, and I'd be like, I'm out for me, and I'd win. Have you been watching WWE? I've been watching so much WWF from the Attitude Era, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's how I relate to reality now. I just, I picture everything being, when someone walks into a room, I just imagine what their entrance music would be. I imagine a crowd, like, going crazy. It's really fun, but... Yeah, no, the jellyfish, I like the jellyfish because it is a gentle giant type of thing. I think a lot of cryptids that are your Jersey Devils and uh, the what have yous, they're, I th- whether or not they are real, they definitely, the interest of them comes from the fact that we used to be prey back before we built civilization. You know, we're not strong enough to fight off a tiger or a bear but we still lived amongst them. So we always had to look over our shoulders and be on the lookout. And I, I don't think we've evolved past that subconscious fear yet. So if you've never like seen a tiger or a bear your entire life, and then you come across one, your brain would go like, oh, that's a monster, and would freak out. But because we're used to them, we just and we have a name for them. We just go, oh, it's a bear. Be careful, it'll kill you. So, I I think that's that's the allure of a lot of these beings. But I definitely the jellyfish thing reminds me of. Did you ever see the video that came out a few years ago of the floating city in this in the clouds from China? Oh yes, I have seen that. Yeah, is it, that what that reminds you of? It reminds me of that, and you know the jellyfish uh, and the the cloud city. Is that another reality pleading into ours? Because, um, like, I I believe these realities exist. So the way I believe it works is everything has a rhythm and, like, a wobble, almost. Like, even even the axis of the planet wobbles. We don't, we're not, like, at a perfect fixed angle. We, We wobble a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right. So I think these other dimensions, and I don't think all of these cryptids even come from the same dimension. I think they all have their own... Some of them might be in the same, but I don't think it's all like theirs and then ours. I think it's way more complex than that. But I think these other parallel realities on top of ours have their own uh, like rhythm wobble. And then we have our own. 
and then every now and then they wobble in a way in where sync. in sync yeah and then a little bleed over happens where you just see a, a sky jellyfish or a fucking sitting in the clouds like it, it could be that or maybe the government's getting ready for the fake alien invasion and they're testing their hologram technology mm-hmm. more info mm-hmm. on that Thank in you. the project blue beam episode go check that out if you want to hear all of that craziness yeah it was pretty crazy yeah i and after that episode i started watching more videos about like uh holograms and stuff and i came across a video of people doing light shows with drones and if you haven't seen that or any listener who hasn't seen that i really highly recommend just youtubing it because it is insane um I didn't think that would be possible, you know, because yeah, my, my, my interpretation of like a drone, like when you say drone, I imagine like the, sh- the shitty white Best Buy drone that like every vlogger has. And I'm like, oh, there's no way that ha- that has like any sort of like capability. But then more drones came out and there's, there's like sport drone racing and people are doing crazy flips and flying through abandoned like factories at like 60 miles an hour and there's these 3d light shows where it's like a whole matrix of drones and each have their own color at a specific time and it's just insane man like i feel like i feel like a kid again looking at that and being like whoa you know like there's not much that i'll look up at the sky unless it's like a giant jellyfish and I'll be like, whoa, that's so crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, that, that that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You get, See, this stuff is possible. And you have to realize that technology is already there. And wherever the technology is, the governments and the powers that be are decades ahead of where we are. And they're slow dripping, like, the technology to us. Because I, and I, I think that's actually fine for the most part. Because, like, look at how people mm-hmm. are. Like, let's be honest. If they gave us everything, we would either uh, fucking destroy the world or we would just never leave our houses. Like, everyone would just get, like, fat and stop showering if they gave us, like, fully hologram wives tomorrow. Right. Like, like Blade like, Runner. If, if teleportation was patented, let's say, mm-hmm. like, tomorrow, um, you and I wouldn't have it. It would only be for, like, the really super high up. It would still be tested. And these maybe trillionaires might get to use it a couple times, but they wouldn't own one until the people above them were like, okay, we've we've basically bug-tested this for society so that they don't do any crazy, wacky, violent shit with it. And then it starts trickling down from there. It's like the people who are at the head of technology are 10 years ahead of us. Once yeah. after 10 years, they've, they have fully put all the safety nets on it so that we don't hurt ourselves with this technology. And maybe that's, uh, maybe that's working class cope, but, uh, I actually do think that that's that's how it has to be, I think. 
like you said, if 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 people got holographic technology, you know, people would be doing some really wacky stuff with it. Yeah, it it has to be that way, at least for the most part. Like, let's put it this way. If I could afford to go out and get a holographic AI wife, like in in Blade Runner uh, 20, whatever the fuck it is, the newer one, (laughs) and it's just like the movie where she's able to, like, walk around with me and, like, she's like, I love you. Like, basically, if it was my tulpa, (laughs) if it was, like, my tulpa, but I could, like, actually see her see her, in physical reality, I'm not dating ever again. And that's not good. That's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like isolation. Cause all, you know, holograms can only be so good. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, like behavioral wise, like, you know, we haven't, we haven't really discovered full sen- like sentient AI yet. Like we can't just create people to like date us, you know? Mm-hmm. So CERN did like a whole thing a few days ago. And I oh, man. I want to talk about CERN, but I want it. Some of the episodes we do is more than one topic. Like we're going to do Georgia Guidestones and the Denver International Airport, like the same because they overlap quite a lot. And mm-hmm. CERN like are fucking they're like colliding energy and creating mini black holes. And they do like crazy like dance rituals every time they like turn on a new device and to to your normal person to your average citizen it's just eccentric people being eccentric but to people like me i can see that they're by doing this they're channeling energy and moving energy around like it's an actual seance and ritual before they open this interdimensional portal and i just wonder if the stuff cern is doing has any relation to these other realities with these cryptids in it. Yeah, like, every time they slap two neutrons together, like, a Bigfoot is spotted. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, they're doing something. I don't know what. I don't know if they're doing it for their own, like, whatever uh, fucking thing that I'm not aware of. But also on top of that, when the fucking alien invasion happens, the fake one, they could point to CERN. And be like, yeah, we, you know, we were doing that and we just, we opened a reality for the aliens to come in. Like, I don't know, but this is like where my mind goes. Cause, uh, some of this stuff, like I don't, me personally, like, uh, all the information I'm bringing today, uh, is about the skinwalkers, black eyed children and Sasquatch. I don't really care about Sasquatch, even though I know quite a bit about it, but I believe CERN is connected to this stuff, and that I am very interested in. So I, I yeah. just wanted to put that on the table, that we'll have to dive deeper into CERN in a future episode, because there's there's so much to get into, and it's very it's very mysterious, and there's a lot of smokescreen with just scientific explanation of theoretical stuff, and, you know, oh, it's nothing to see here, folks, which is fucking all bullshit to me. Right, and that's that's kind of my favorite part about it, is that even like realistically speaking the science that they say that they're doing is like way over our heads you know like we can we can do a quick google doc on like what a fucking proton is but like they they might have like a really different perspective and like grasp on 
the things that they're doing and we might just not get it. But because, and I, I like to call this kind of like an abuse response where we just don't trust what any of these people have to say. It's like they're, they're literally blasting particles together and we, we're just like going to work every day, you know, like they're doing crazy superhuman shit and that makes us look tiny. It makes us look, you know, weak on an individual, you know, scale. And so it's, it's really easy for us to like look at what CERN is doing and what they're telling us and just like immediately responding with like, no, that's, that can't be what you're doing because, because you just, you just, you just have to be doing something worse because we're so expecting of you and people in this position to do horrible things. It's like, it doesn't even matter what they're doing. Whatever they do, we're all going to see it as this like super villainous thing. And I don't really know how much is like how much this CERN research is like necessary for the development of mankind. But like we've got some real world like shit issues in America. And I don't think I don't think we need to be like slapping particles together. I think we could do something better with like our funds, you know? Yeah. CERN is in America, right? CERN, there's there's locations uh, all around the globe, as far as I know. That could be oh. an incorrect statement. But as far as I know, it's not only located in the States, which makes sense. I mean... Right, I, they need as much as possible. Yeah, and the, the reason why like I don't trust CERN, and I think they're fucking... They're slapping stuff together. They're slapping particles together, and it's it's having some effect on uh, alternate dimensions that are on top of ours. Is because that's like first of all, there's there's a sociopathic feeling to it of the fact that there's people starving all over the world, and yet you're spending like so much money on that. And a person might argue, well, the advancement in technology creates a better infrastructure so that we could feed people uh more optimally and i agree with that like that's totally a, a statement that i completely agree with like smartphone technology advancement does further techno technological advancement to a certain degree to where it just it has a cascading effect that affects everything around it and like helps like you know gps technology there's more of a financial incentive for this to get figured out and next thing you know you got elon musk putting wi-fi everywhere which helps give people who couldn't afford it like a voice and they're able to have access to more information so they're better educated i totally agree with that like that's i don't think that's bullshit at all but it's just weird to me that we're doing that and then quote unquote solving hunger but we're not actually solving hunger but we're when it comes to slapping particles together we're fucking killing it like that just doesn't make any goddamn sense to me at all it feels like there's you'd have to be a sociopath to a certain level, to have more of a priority with the particle slapping than the starving people around the world. So there's that. Plus, I just don't believe that the powers that be behind the scenes would see that happening and not want to get in on it. They'd be like, oh yeah, just, you know, let let the scientists do the thing. You know, it'll help if they just do that. Like, no, we're just going to focus on Hollywood. Like, absolutely not. They're going to infiltrate 
and take over if they weren't already running the show to begin with. So I don't I don't look at it from the perspective of like I'm angry about it and you know these bad men because I see a, I saw a lot of people uh, this week talking about CERN like like uh, in the spiritual and conspiracy field like a bunch of like gossipy teenagers like oh my god what are they up to what's gonna happen when they turn on the portal and I already I already know like nothing it's gonna be just another mm-hmm. day where you eat your food take a shower and then go to bed but it gets very like clickbaity almost mm-hmm. it's um it's i they think like it's prey on that that fear yeah yeah i think there's something going on there but i don't i don't think it's like the thing but i, I do believe it has an effect on like these these cryptid dimensions and i also i, I want to include really quick when now that i'm going to start getting into my favorite cryptids i forgot to mention this earlier like the visible light spectrum that we're actually able to see, like all of the light spectrum, is less than 1% of the entire spectrum. So over 99% of the light spectrum, we can't even see. And just mathematically. Yeah, and we like, we like to claim that we like know what's what. Yeah, they'll say, you know, seeing is believing. And obviously I agree with that to a certain extent because I believe after seeing the things that I've seen. But you're going to tell me that we can't see 99% of reality and there's nothing there when we have all this crazy shit in the 1%, less than 1% we can see? Mathematically, I'm not buying it, son. That's right. I'm like Tesla. It's just math. My my far out there beliefs are just math. Yeah, and you can't you can't dispute it because because uh, math. Yeah, uh, math and prove me wrong. Well, it just makes sense, you know? Like, I don't know, everything is made of light. If there's things that we can't see, that if, if, if there's light that we can't see, then there are things that are made up of that light that we can't see. So you do bring that. That is, I've never thought about that. That's crazy. I'm going to have to start Thank researching you. that. Yeah, I, I got like a huge brain. I'm really smart. <laughs> yeah, you're also like incredibly humble yeah and really good looking and i'm always the smartest guy in every room i walk into i don't tell anyone though because i'm humble (laughs) you may have everything but i have the jackbox crown so that's true and we haven't had you defend it so we're gonna have to do that soon enough oh yeah and if you don't know what we're talking about jump to our discord and find out yeah jump to our discord we do movie nights and game nights we're gonna be doing a game night soon enough and he's gonna lose the crown roll. I'm gonna lose horribly. <laughs> yeah, fuck the king. That's what I say. So let me. I want to get into my cryptids. Um, mm-hmm. So my favorite two are the black-eyed children and skinwalkers. Are, are you familiar with these two? I'm familiar with the. I'm. I feel like I'm more familiar with the black-eyed children more than the skinwalkers even though i've heard of the skinwalkers like way more often but yeah i do i do know about them Mm -hmm. yeah those are great for okay so for people who don't know the black-eyed children i keep wanted saying i keep wanting to saying the fucking black-eyed peas because of my my healers podcast where he brought them up once and that's what his co-host said and for some reason my brain is like stuck 
<laughs> in that moment. It's just like attached to the term now. I have to like, it takes so much mental power to not say them. So there are these little children who have black eyes, if you will. And for some reason, they're always like white. They're always like little white kids. And they like, they want to like come into your house and come into your car. Like they'll come up and they use like hypnosis on you. So you won't notice at first that they have all black eyes. And any time a person has encountered them, they're very, like, like when a child talks to you, they're, like, shy and almost, like, embarrassed to talk to you. Whereas, like, these kids talk to you, like, when an adult talks to you. Like, they're very charismatic. They're like a a 40-year-old 1920s aristocrat in a little kid's body trying to sell you something and what they're trying to sell you is them entering your safe space it's fucking vampires yeah it's very similar to that vampire thing of let me in and usually what'll happen is the person will like snap out of like the trance of like almost coerced into letting the kids in and they'll realize once they snap out like oh shit these kids have all black eyes and when that happens every time in these stories the kids know immediately and they get like angry and persistent and almost threatening of, Hey man, I could really hurt you. You better let me just in. Let but, me use your phone. Yeah. I just, I want to, they'll say something like, you know, I need to find my mom. Please let me in so I can get home. It's, it's really like, there's something about the creature prowling around the cabin and it can't it just like, it could break the windows but it doesn't for some reason, and instead it just claws at the windows and keeps walking around it. That, like, it tickles my back in the right way. What scares me the most about black-eyed children is that they they make your kindness and your generosity a bad thing. Like, you don't want to be generous to these kids. You don't want to let them in. They might hurt you. They'll do some wacky shit. But you're so used to like, you know, if an if an actual kid comes up to you and is like, "Hey, I lost my I lost my parents. Like, I'm like an orphan or something, or like I need to call someone. Can I use your phone?" Y- yeah, you would probably let them, you know, do what they need to do. But like, like you said, when you when they notice they have like super black eyes and the way they're talking, like, you know, ch- children when children talk like when they're eight or nine, uh, they're using about half of their brain power to just form sentences. <laughs> Everything else goes on shutdown. So you can tell when a kid has like a, a 120 IQ, you know, it's yeah. very, it's, it's uncanny. Yeah. And like, that's why I just don't help children. It's this way I, you know, I just, yeah, I, safe. Just, I stopped. Yeah, I just, anytime a kid is just like, excuse me, mister, I'm trying to get to, and whatever, like, I just start throwing rocks at his head. And I go, get out of here, get. Not today, you even, monster. You check if it has black eyes, because yeah. you, you already know. Yeah, I don't want it to get too close, because then I'm in, I'm in the, the, uh, the psychic, the psychokinesis sphere, if I let them get too close to me. So, like, and I, I do this even if they don't say anything. I just throw rocks at children anytime I'm out. I haven't. I haven't so, been. So this uh, is why it's your favorite. Yeah, I haven't been accosted by a single black-eyed children ever, ever since I started doing this. So 
it clearly works. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it, they're very interesting. And like my Tulpa, when she gets triggered, gets all black eyes and she gets like inky, like inky stitches all across her mouth. So I don't, I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, when she's in her little triggered demonic, like, I want to put a hex on everybody state, she, she gets all black eyes. I think there's something, there's something about the all black eyes that's very unnerving. It's just, it's not, have you, have you heard of the, have you heard of the white eyed children? No. Are they angels? So, kind of, it, it relatively to, you know, to black eyed children. Um, I haven't done nearly as much research on white eyed children, but is, is this a um, racist thing? No, no, <laughs> no. As much as you might want it to be, no, it is not. Damn it. But it, these, these white eyed children, I think, usually appear to people around the time after they are um, in the presence of a black-eyed child. And they basically do the exact opposite. (laughs) They check and see if you're okay. And they're like, did you see like a black-eyed child? And can you tell us where they are? It's like they want to capture them in a way. And people people who report these are also like just as confused they're like what the fuck but they they these these wide-eyed children aren't threatening at all they're imposing sure because that's freaky <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but they're not they're not there's no presence of like a threat um they're like which, time cops yeah pretty much and wow. they're cho- they're children too uh hence the name wide-eyed children um, yeah why all these are children i have no idea i don't know i fucking i tell you what if i had if i was in a car and on one side i got black-eyed kids trying to open the locked door and on the other side i got white-eyed kids that are like yeah definitely don't let them in i would just like guys fuck off like i don't need this today like handle your business elsewhere this doesn't involve me jesus christ you like you like just pulled up to the Taco Bell drive-through, and they're like knocking on your window, and you're like, "I just wanted a damn chalupa, dude." Yeah. Oh my god, you are so lucky I didn't bring any of my pocket rocks today, because your fucking head would be dented. <laughs> you stand between me and my Baja Blast. <laughs> now you die. <laughs> oh, as I'm being handcuffed, like you don't understand, they were standing in between me and my Baja Blast. Yeah, they have you on C- the CCTV footage, and you're just throwing rocks out your window. <laughs> that's all you're doing. Well, that's the creepy thing. They don't appear on any uh, film or, or or digital any recording. It's it's pretty right. fucked up. If this is real, it's very unnerving that they don't get picked up by any of that stuff. Because at least Sas- Sasquatch, you know, uh, big to the foot, he gets picked up on camera. <laughs> Yeah, which makes me think even more that these black-eyed children are uh, vampires. Mm. Uh, so yeah, those are always fun. I always I enjoy listening to stories from you know uh, X on 4chan and all that stuff of uh, 
the midnight broadcast there's some good videos on that if you want to check that out on youtube it's really fun stuff it's so fucking unnerving but my all-time favorite are skinwalkers anytime i start talking about skinwalkers like it just happened now or i i get start i start getting like chills down my back and i start getting like scared like i've i've seen ufos i've seen shadow people i've had ghosts like running around my apartment and like i just i don't give a fuck i'm just like hey what's up at 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 most i want to talk to them but they usually like don't they're not interested but when i talk about skinwalkers i feel so terrified and it's kind of exciting but i can't i can't experience skinwalker stories too much cuz after a while i do start to feel like uh in danger in my own home mhm so right for for a skinwalker, for for those of you that don't know, they're these beings that like will turn into other animals and sometimes people, and sometimes they look very passable, like they'll look like a deer, but all of a sudden the deer will just stand up on its its two legs. And look at you, and you'll realize, just looking at it, like, oh, that's not a deer. That thing, that's fucked up. And, like, the worst thing ever, like, I'm just picturing it now, is it just starts running at you with its front hooves stretched out. Like, I would cry. I would just start crying. Like, this is the worst thing ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, deer jump scare. Oh, my God. Which is fucked up, too, because my spirit animal's a deer. So maybe maybe that's why I like Skinwalker so much, because it's some type of vibrational resonance with me and my spirit animal and... You know, it's the form they take very often is like usually a deer. So like what's really creepy about skinwalkers is like visually speaking, sometimes like when they're like morphed, they're like twitching and like their limbs start to look broken. Like it starts to become that uncanny valley thing where there might be some type of hypnosis thing where it looks like uh, like a pretty accurate deer. And then it breaks and you realize like this deer has like four elbows in its one leg like it's all fucked up looking and its jaw is hanging out like this is a zombie monster thing and it's like it's one eye is all white this is horrific and it's just looking at me so there's that like terrifying like it's like breaking like it's like bending backwards and snapping its own spine while looking at you it's It's like like, body horror yeah by love I as much as I don't like gore, I love a good horror story with body horror because it really just makes me want to fucking cry to my mother. So there's that, but then there's also the mm-hmm. aspect where they like pretend to be human and they mimic voices. So you'll be like, there's stories of people like walking in the woods and stuff, and they'll hear their friend be like, "Hey, Jeremy, come over here," and they'll be like, "What? What the hell?" And then they'll hear it perfect, like, it's, it's as if it's a recording, like, hey, Jeremy, come over here. And it sounds just as far away as it was the first time, like, oh, I'm getting chills. And so, like, they keep following it, like, what's going on? Like, what, why is my buddy, like, what is he, like, walking away from me in this cornfield? And, like, they're luring you in for some reason, and I don't know why. I'd imagine once the reason is fulfilled, the person doesn't live to tell you, but, like, maybe, maybe they're walking, ooh, ooh. Maybe this just came to me. Oh my god! Maybe they're trying to walk you into their dimension. Ooh! Oh yeah, my! Steal you away like the fairies. I am getting fucking chills, and I hate what I just said because that is terrifying. 
<laughs> Dude, I swear. I need to get a soundboard, and then I need to put, like, unnerving sounds. Like, I need to press a button and have, like, your uh, like a door-knocking sound I, for moments like this. I'd hate you. I would fuck, because that gets me. I That would get me so good. I'd be so just like, nope. <laughs> what was oh, that? Where are my rocks? So... So skinwalkers are kind. Of, it's kind of like a extreme prop hunt where <laughs> they they'll just impersonate anything to lure you in, and then when they lure you in, they uh, they eat you or they take you away to their to their little palace in the sky or something. Yeah, but instead of hiding and hoping you don't find them. They lure you in, and then once they got you, they just snap you in half and fold you like a pretzel. <laughs> a quick and painless death from the I, skinwalkers. I fucking hope so. But skinwalkers, they're they're really cool because they do the same thing where like they they'll like come up to the cabin and they'll be doing the same like, hey mister, can I come inside? It's cold. Hey mister, can I come inside? It's cold, and you just you, you got it, and like the doorknob starts fucking jingle jangling, and you'll hear it like walking around the cabin, and it'll like oh my god, the stories of like it'll you'll hear like one claw, just scraping across the wall as it's walking, and it's so fucked up, and it's just like oh my god, this is the worst thing. This is a living nightmare. I'm in hell. Like that's hell to me. You are in hell on earth in that moment, and. I I believe these creatures exist. We're gonna do a whole episode on Skinwalker Ranch, and the I to me Skinwalker Ranch is for those of you who don't know, like all these cryptids and like abductions happen in this location, and I believe it's it's part of it's in a pocket of um like where the location is is like a pocket of our reality where the like there's a a merge. It's like it's almost like state lines, but for our dimensions. So, yeah, I would never. You could never, and I mean, I mean this. You could never pay me enough money to spend a night at Skinwalker Ranch. Really? Ever. Is it that bad? Uh yeah. People go and disappear. Like that's a fact. It's not even Whoa. like, yeah. Oh my gosh! I can't. Yeah. You know, I I can't wait in the next five years. For there to be like a Netflix documentary about Skinwalker Ranch, and it's just that that comes out that there's just like a serial killer the whole time. Well, yeah, there's either a serial killer, it's a CIA honeypot for like weirdos to go, and it's like then they grab you for MK Ultra experiments, or it is like state lines for a fucking Skinwalker dimension, and they grab you and snap your spine. It's it's one of those three. None of them are good. I don't want any of those I, to happen throughout my week. I think you seriously just summed up the entire idea of like like conspiracy theories. Like it's either the government, <laughs> spirits, or killers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I yeah. I, I think I'm probably gonna make that statement a lot in these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean how can you not really? Like they're all connected. Mm hmm Yeah, maybe they're all working together. Oh my god, dude! The oh dream god. team. The tr- the <laughs> oh man, it's like the um, the Harlem Globetrotters of terrible misfortune. <laughs> it's it's fucking the CIA, uh, little green aliens, and that weird fucking sexual deviant down the block from me, all working together. 
the registered sex offender on your in your neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah like it's the most unlikely the most (laughs) unlikely combination of people i mean think about it look what if you go there and instead of it being a skinwalker it's just like a fat guy in like a greasy uh white tee just pulling his dick looking at you going hey that's not good that's not great i don't like that please stop that yeah no and then you you call the police and then the fbi show up and they take you away and then the (laughs) the head of the cia and this fat guy high five and you're like what the fuck is going on yeah and then they whisper in my ear no one will believe you (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh i'd hate it yeah but skinwalkers are fun and you know what's interesting about skinwalkers is there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of the stories are related to you know native americans and you know they're uh people that talk about these beings a lot they refer to them as wendigos even though they can be different like wendigos are its own thing but also very similar the skinwalkers and you know you can't talk about cryptids without talking about the big squatch mr sassy mm-hmm. who <laughs> also yeah mr sassenfrass <laughs> such an inappropriate name for such a burly brutal animal <laughs> well like what if he was sassy you know what if he was a little little uppity a little feminine it's like people you know, just don't get I actually me. do. I I can believe that Sasquatch or Bigfoot is is sassy because uh, they say that they're really territorial and they'll like kill you and make effigies of your body. And if that isn't the definition of sassy, I don't know what is. Right, exactly. He's got he's he's got a little attitude to him, and I like it. Or she, because the the one good footage of Bigfoot did have tits flopping around, but Bigfoot is another one where you know Native Americans talked about. Uh, this this uh, monkey man, uh, they talked about this monkey that's not a monkey back in the Mongolian era. Like, all across the planet, there's these stories of this monkey man thing. And these are time periods where there's no way they were able to communicate with each other. And yet they all tell very similar stories of this giant man monkey that would appear and disappear and the stories of it coming down from the moon and maybe the moon was actually ufos coming down you know we touched on this in the diatlov pass episode where were they killed by uh, a hairy alien and if so was that hairy alien bigfoot is is bigfoot just this this monkey man we haven't discovered or is it this interdimensional beast that bleeds into our reality for a little bit, causes a little mischief, and then folds back into his realm. Yeah, and there's no one who can say that it's not that. I Yeah, and I think that's way more plausible than he's a monkey thing that hides his own shit so we can't track him. Right. And let's be fair... There are, like, tons of animals and insects and species in general that we haven't discovered, or in, and maybe that we will never discover. But for something like Bigfoot, like, that's an apex predator, right? That's, like, right underneath us. If it was, like, a legit biological flesh-and-bone piss and shit it 
would leave evidence. Yes. Like a lot of it. Yeah, they're. Hu- I don't know if you know this, but they're huge. Apparently, hence the name. They're bigger than gorillas. Like you, you'd find some of that somewhere, no matter how intelligent it is. Now, I will say there are um, creatures called the the Billy Ape. Did you come across this ever? No, but that sounds really familiar. It's spelled B-I-L-I ape, and they're like a hybrid of like chimpanzees, gorillas, and orangutans, and they were discovered in the early 2000s. And they like, when, when, a, when a person says they saw Bigfoot, they could have been talking about a billy ape. It, it could be a mix. Like, I, I believe, as much as I don't actually really care about Bigfoot, I do believe it exists. I just think it's an interdimensional being that bleeds into our reality. And then when people see it, they're either seeing that or they're seeing a billy ape, which is a giant, like, it's, so, it's fucked up looking. It looks like Frankenstein's fucking monkey. It's, it's insane. So, well, you know, that kind of reminds me of a Poe orangutan, I think. A Poe orangutan, which is another cryptid. Um, but it's oddly realistic. It's like a Poe orangutan is just an orangutan, but it like it only walks on its hind legs. It's slightly bigger and like taller than an orangutan, and it's way more muscular. And I think if I saw that out in the wild, I might be inclined to say that that is a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That that's what I think is happening. I think people are discovering weird fucking monkey things that we haven't come across yet and because bigfoot is so in like our the collective awareness like that's when you say i'm a conspiracy theorist a lot of times people will say oh like you believe in bigfoot i'm like no what the fuck no i believe in mass hypnosis you dick i'm i'm way crazier than you're giving (laughs) me credit for like (laughs) um i i think that's what's happening because like these billy apes like they were they were discovered in the early 2000s because they actually they do hide their shit and they they don't that when they leave an area they do like take their nest and like fuck it up and like move it around so this way they don't leave a trail so like it isn't like an evolutionary thing and i i believe that's what a lot of this is cuz you have all these bigfoot stories where you know, the person's like, oh, yeah, I saw I shot Bigfoot and it was actually a baby Bigfoot. Like there was a guy who did that and he's like, I got the blood on my shoe and people did DNA evidence on it. And it was like a bear's blood. And like to me, I was like, it doesn't matter what you like, what that creature was. Why are you shooting babies? What the fuck's wrong with you? It's like, oh, but it was Bigfoot like once in a lifetime. It's like, don't shoot its babies, uh, you, you monster. Jeez. Yeah. He's like, I got this baby's blood on me. Yeah, it's like, why are you telling people so excited? (laughs) Like, no matter what this is, you shot a baby, you prick. But so many, you know, there's so many Bigfoot hoaxes. Uh, There's the the one tried and true thing is the video of Bigfoot that we've all seen. Everyone's seen it at this point. And what's really interesting about it is it's 500 feet worth of film and... It was not tampered with. Like, like film experts have looked at this thing and be like, "Yeah, no, this is legit film." And when, when like anatomy experts have looked at it, and you can recreate the scene because the guy mapped out the whole location. And if it's a guy in a suit, like it actually does not work because for like the proportions of the being 
when compared to like the landscape and the surrounding areas, like it is a giant creature. And if it's like even a giant dude in a suit, when you look at like all the different like motions and movements, like the way the arms are swaying and the individual fingers are moving, like you just, if it was a guy in a suit with like stilts and shit, you just, you would not be able to step and twist and turn and move the fingers individually the way we're seeing. And on top of that, look over your shoulder. Like it's just, you actually, you could not do that, which is so interesting that actual experts that don't believe in this will look at that and be like, yeah, that's actually, you can't fake what you're looking at right now. I don't believe in Bigfoot, but what I'm looking at, like, Atomically speaking, or anatomically speaking, which whatever the term is, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a science man. Whichever the word is, you just, this is actual moving joints in the fingers. I can't explain mm-hmm. that. And that's, that's, that's what's so interesting to me. So I, I do believe in that footage. And I believe they actually did capture footage of the Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It's very and interesting. You... Go look at the video. And, like, really study, right. like, the individual fingers. It's fucking crazy. It looks like a person. Like, it moves It it moves so lifelike that in our minds, it's like, oh, it must be a guy in a costume. But if it was a guy in a costume, it wouldn't be able to look like that. It would look like a guy in a costume. Like, the way you would move. Like, like even if you put on gloves, right? Your hands don't move like your hands normally do. You've got very limited dexterity in gloves. If you were wearing a whole-ass suit like that, you best believe you would not be able to walk and behave as closely to, like, how we move. It's just, it just isn't possible. But that's the testament of it, is that people believe so much that it looks, it looks so lifelike that it must be someone in a in a suit but that's it just can't happen yeah man and it even has swinging tits like i said that as a joke but it does like there's so it's, many it's got boob physics yeah it's like it's got jiggle physics just like smash brothers ultimate which is really weird that they did that that still bothers me that they added pyra and mithra and gave them giant jiggling tits fighting against pikachu and mario i just japan is really weird and it bothers me sometimes but anyway speaking of Speaking of boob physics, uh-huh. um, there's one thing about cryptids that we haven't even talked about yet, um, and that's uh, the tourist attractions, right? Like, I live in the southern... I live in Texas, southern United States. If I drive anywhere, one hour in, in any direction, I'm going to find a Bigfoot gas station. I'm going to find Bigfoot paraphernalia. Uh-huh. If you go to Michigan, I believe, where Mothman is, they have a whole statue. They've got Mothman pizza. They've got tons of shit. Like, it... And even, like, Frogman in Ohio. What They have tourists... What is Frogman? I think that's a real one. (laughs) Frogman... The Frogman of Ohio. Uh Like, there's there's probably tourist attractions of that, too. So... I I really <laughs> I think I'm starting to believe more and more that cryptids are just 
state or national mascots. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is the Jersey Devil. Uh, what is Mothman, for those that don't know? Explain that. Okay, so Mothman is this... It's kind of like a... It's got humanoid characteristics where it's got legs and a head, and that's about it. Um, the rest, most people see, is just like giant wings and red glowing eyes. And this Mothman flies around uh, and, in, in, in my opinion, behaves a lot like an owl where it will swoop towards people and, like, over people and then just fly away. And that's what people account when they, when they recall uh, these, like, sightings, is that this giant looming moth person um, flew down towards them and over them and like went away and uh i think there's there's a there's a very popular image of um what appears to be mothman perched on a bridge and i think days after the photo was taken the bridge had collapsed yeah so they started to believe that mothman was a kind of omen for like for people who have personal eyewitness accounts in like the woods or something that would indicate an omen for that person. Um, but in this case it was an omen for the whole city because everyone was on that bridge and everyone saw it. That's Mothman and Mothman is awesome and cool. And there's a really buff statue of him. <laughs> and I, I think it's in Michigan. I have to, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, but there's a cool ass, statue it's like silver and it kind of looks like it has butterfly wings even though it's a moth but i seriously recommend go looking it up for yourself and we might be able to put it in the show notes i don't know but um yeah that's mothman yeah i'm looking at pictures of mothman now it's it's a little unnerving i'm gonna be honest i i know a little bit about mothman this is one of those things where i don't i'm i i'm open to it existing because of just infinite universe type of stuff like why not mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, oh, sorry, just short. It's West Virginia, not Michigan. <laughs> I don't know why I said Michigan. Uh, West, um, West Virginia, born and raised. Yep. Point Pleasant's where I spend most of my days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's what I love about these things is that um, there's, there's magic in believing, right? Um, mm -hmm. I opened up a Western philosophy book the other day and i read from some some white philosopher that there are alive ideas that you believe in and have power and then there's dead ideas or dead thoughts that you don't believe in and they don't have any power and i i really think that the more you believe the more i don't know life you live like there's no point in not believing or at least to some degree, at least giving it a shot and being open-minded. Because um, if you just if you just box yourself in and are like, no, cryptids are not real, and there's no point because they're not real, then it's like, what do you what do you do in your free? How many do you own? Like one bowl and one spoon, and like, 
do you, do you just like go to work and sleep and like that's it like do you have any personality at all pretty much i mean that's that's the mindset of nothing ever happens type of deal you know the mm -hmm. life is sterile we're we're here by accident and then we're gone and there's nothing yeah and yeah not many people can accept that or want to think about that and some people do find escapism in stuff like cryptids some people have vices um it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you're happy right so yeah if you well, like cryptids, I, believe in cryptids i yeah i i think believing nothing ever happens and you know the whole like life is dry and sterile you're here by accident and then you die i personally don't subscribe to that i think it's a very it's like i forget the name of the movie but there's this movie where the the people in charge it was very similar to hunger games where it's like the basically like an agenda 21 type society where you have like the upper class and then the lower class is like very controlled and very lower class and they're brainwashed and all this stuff and they're forced to take their medicine and the whole movie's in black and white and then when the main character decides to stop taking it they start feeling emotions and their own unique thoughts that they never had before and now the film is in color and it's it's I saw it while smoking at my dealer's place. So I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember being really high and thinking, this is brilliant. And I just look at people that live that nothing ever happens, like lifestyle mindset as like just living in black and white. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if something happens to those people. Like, I don't know, maybe earlier in their childhood, they get like, bullied for like believing in something and then for the rest of their life they're like i can't have that happen again so i'm just not going to believe in anything yeah maybe because you don't want to get swindled is the thing i think a lot of people have the mindset of like i was one of those people back when i was an atheist like it, anyone that knew me 10 years ago that would meet me now would be so just like shocked by the 180 i've taken but yeah i, I think it has something to do with um it's it's outside of what they've been told is possible. And there's this embarrassment of, I don't want to look like a fool in front of the rest of the tribe. So best not to worry about it. The Giants game is on tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I got to make sure the potluck is busting. Oh, yeah. Busting and booming. Let's... I'm trying to think. Is, is there anything else about Bigfoot I want to say? Um real quick oh here's an interesting theory i had about bigfoot so as much as i believe in bigfoot uh, i keep my beliefs loose i just way it's more malleable and i'm more open to new information coming in and while i was doing research for this i started to wonder like like anyone that's aware of like pleiadians and arcturians and all these different types of ets what if bigfoot is like one of those right an interdimensional being in a higher vibrational frequency like there uh, bigfoot is not only interdimensional but also higher dimensional and the the pleiadians are native to the pleiades arcturians are native to arcturus what if bigfoot is their like vibration higher vibrational equivalent from our planet oh shit yeah dude they're like the wookies yeah <laughs> 
That I, is so cool. I know, and I do believe George Lucas uh, channeled the original Star Wars trilogy, so that <laughs> actually makes sense. I, I unironically believe that, and uh, that's why I think that the rest of the movies are so shit, because they stopped channeling, and they were just trying to work with what they had, and that's why it's been a disaster ever since the original three. But yeah, they're like the Wookiees of like the fifth dimension. Yeah, so funny enough, so I'm actually... I'm glad we had that conversation because I'm putting the first uh, double spaced episode out on the Patreon today. And that whole conversation, since it didn't really have anything to do with cryptids, I'm putting that in there with other episode side conversations we've had. So that was good for that. So yeah, I know. Even when we go off topic, we're still making content. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to get a peek at that, you can go check out our Patreon that we'll plug at the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm also going to plug at the beginning. I meant to do that, but I forgot because I'm a little sleepy. Because, uh, well, reasons, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. But I want to, I wanna. so let's talk about my favorite idea for this topic. And it seems like you were very excited for it too. Let's talk oh, yeah. about which cryptid would assimilate into society the best. I want to hear right. yours. I went, I, I went, I went, hey, I went first last time. So I think you should go. Okay. All right, that's fair. That's very diplomatic of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. So, my pick, you might think it's going to be the black-eyed children because they're humans and they're kids. Who doesn't love kids? Especially if they're polite and they ask to come in first. They don't just, you know, walk into your house. Like, you got to respect the kid with manners. Mm-hmm. My pick, actually, would be skinwalkers. And not just because they're my favorite, but there's, there's actually uh, logic behind this. Mm-hmm. I I think it's very possible for a skinwalker to try because they like morph into different species. I could totally like I was just picturing while doing uh food deliveries in the city. I just pictured like a skinwalker with like it's twisted, like it looks like a human but like fucked up with a twisted body and it's like it's its hands are like like look like they're all broken and stuff like all the arms and everything like just bending and twisting with like a snap spine, but it's like limping down the street in like a dress and it's got like it looks like a fucking zombie almost with like its neck to the side and its eyes are all white, but it's going to work. Where does it work? Starbucks? Uh, no, it definitely doesn't have like the joint control. It, it can't do that. Probably like I don't know that like a news station, a newspaper, you know, something where probably a newspaper place, not a news station, because probably too many. No, you know where where it would work? Hmm. Anywhere where, where there's cameras. And here's why: the reason why skinwalkers would assimilate into society the best is because. do you see how like most americans are especially liberals where people love supporting like the most downtrodden minority there is like yeah first it was women then it was uh gay people and currently it's people that are transitioning a lot of people tend to go for the next victim getting fucked and i want to make it very clear i don't think these people aren't getting fucked i just think People love supporting underclass um, groups of people that are marginalized. Mm-hmm. Who is who is more marginalized than a creature that's not transitioning genders, but transitioning species? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a good think about point. It. I know. It's a whole Just, other dimension. Oh my god! Like it would be such. A, all you would need is like the like just CNN and Facebook, just like putting out all these things about like how hard it is for a skinwalker these days, and how like they're not they're not treated like people, but they are people. And I know people are like, "Are you comparing a fucking monster to people transitioning?" No, I'm not. I'm comparing the mindset that uh, people that love uh, white knighting. Uh, other mm-hmm. classes of people, just way they look like a good person. That's what I'm comparing. I have to be very careful with my words because someone will definitely be like, "I don't like where this thought process is going." This is very problematic. Well, so well, it's it's easy to see because it it usually always starts with something unjust that is witnessed, like like with like with ableism, right? Like people really started like making a voice for people with disabilities once people started noticing that people were like abusing and making fun of people with disabilities so with skinwalkers if they so chose to try and integrate themselves into society these people who want to you know stop the injustice of you know their fellow humans they would see skinwalkers being absolutely slandered on twitter (laughs) yeah and then being like guys guys give them a chance my my neighbor is a is a skinwalker and he just speaks in riddles like he's chill <laughs> yeah and that's where it would start you know i was always uh, uh judgmental and against skinwalkers and i found out my sister is actually a skinwalker and i realized that they're they're just like you and me guys just a little bit different yeah and difference okay yeah like i just i picture like a skinwalker going like limping down the street with its fucking mangled body going to work and they're just whoa, whoa, walking whoa. down. We don't say mangled. You know what that shows very offensive. Uh they're hyperdynamic limbs. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And they're just, you know, they're going to work and they're just going like <gasps> Billy, Billy, let me in. <gasps> and a fucking a white woman goes up to them and they're just like, "Oh my god, you're so brave." Hashtag #inspired and there you go. Like that would be society right there. Dude you know, I was just talking. I was just talking with uh, my partner about this, but I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know, they have LGBT plus, right? Like they put the plus on it, but then yeah. it's like, but then they started adding letters, so now it's LGBTQIA plus. But it was so... like, didn't the plus already incorporate all of those other letters that you just added? Yeah. So now it's going to be LGBTQIA. Uh, S plus to yeah. incorporate skinwalkers. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't put the S, you're being problematic. <laughs> how how many letters is that? Like eight. It's at this point, it's a whole goddamn word. <laughs> Dude, it could be but, like in a dictionary. <laughs> yeah, it's why it's why I can't take like a lot of the shit seriously. Like I I believe I believe people should be free to do whatever they want but when i refer to a certain group of people i'm not saying the entire goddamn alphabet please get away from me but yeah there was a plus added for a purpose yeah yeah like guys stop being so it's like it's like the the difference between like a person where they're transitioning and they say like you know my pronouns are now she her or they them and i go absolutely okay i respect that because i believe i'm a fucking pleiadian in a human body so who the hell am i to say that you're not a woman in a man's body right it it's the 
people that like, and I've met people like this. It's not a straw man. I fucking have met multiple people like this where their pronouns change multiple times a week and mm-hmm. they get very mad if you're not like, uh, well, actually I'm back to he, him. Well, actually I'm back to she. And I'm just like, how about this? I'm going to call you they, them until you figure your shit out. Because I actually don't care as much as you think I do at this point. I have, like, my own life going on. That's what drives me crazy. But that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. So. (laughs) That's going to be in the politically charged section of the Patreon. That's going to be $6. Yeah. You're going to have to pay a little bit extra to hear my problematic thoughts. But. It just, I really, I believe it would be white women that would be uh, making skinwalkers uh, the the next class that it needs. Like, there'd be a whole skinwalkers Netflix series. Like, they'd, they'd be, like, the main characters, or at least they'd start off as the side characters in most Disney movies. And then eventually the main characters, except for the releases in China, because for some reason, anytime there's, like, a main character that's black and they're on the poster in America in the Chinese poster that like that Finn's not in that poster, but Disney loves you guys. I promise they're not just doing it for the money. Anyways, this is just becoming very political now. So, but I do believe it would be, it would be majority uh, white women that would be uh, fighting the good fight for skinwalkers while they're actually just making it uh, about them. And it's okay that I'm saying this because like I said, I do look at the demographic less than 10% of our audience is women. I am a white woman. That's true. I'm very feminine. So, I mean, free reign, right? Yeah, but less than 10% <laughs> of our audience is women. It used to be a bit more. It was like 30 or 40 when Bobby and Brittany were co-hosts. But I guess when they left, they took a majority of the female demographic with them. Yeah, I don't I don't blame them. I'm not yeah. a, I am not a girl magnet, so... Yeah, it, it, it is pretty accurate to my love life, so I like the consistency. But my goal here with saying all these problematic things is I'm trying to get rid of all the women, like all these women that are listening to the show. I'm trying to get all these fucking bitches out of here. So this way it's just the fellas. And, you know, we can finally talk about real shit, you know, now, now that the, the ladies aren't here. Yeah. Just, I just mean the fellas, you know, I, I, I was a little surprised when I saw that, like, it is such a dick fest for the show ever since it became you and me. Like we, it <laughs> really, the women just laughed at, you know, you can, you can put a, uh, like a no girls allowed sign on the, thumbnail for the podcast or the little banner yeah i'll put it on like the astronaut the dude's uh, astronaut helmet like a little sticky note (laughs) i like that idea i actually like that idea a lot i might actually do that um we'll set our intentions yeah right from the (laughs) get-go yeah well like i just like i think we just don't talk about what women talk about or interested in because like i don't know what women talk about especially in 2022 like i imagine it's just revolution that's all they talk about these days yeah the the communist socialist revolution yeah well just the like an enough is enough <laughs> revolution of you know they can't keep getting away with it at this point cuz like yeah. i just I, I was picturing this like it like at this point it's 2022 like i just picture women when they get together like you know guys make jokes like oh they probably just talk about like uh fucking <laughs> lipstick all day in their periods and it's like what i imagine is they they put on war paint and then they get together and they start like figuring out like where like republican politicians like their their street routes their convoys are going and they they make battle plans 
but instead of doing it on a whiteboard with marker, they're doing it on a mirror with makeup. And they're just like rinsing their tampons into a bucket. And they're just like, we strike at dawn, ladies. <laughs> Who the fuck rinses their tampon? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into it. But apparently that you can do um, uh, goddess magic with your period blood. But that's oh, just... Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, but maybe you rinse it just way you could throw it on a on a politician's uh, chest. Who's to say? But and it's now, like, like when uh, when you're in school and you like get a wad of toilet paper and you like wet it and then you throw it up against a wall. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah, with absolutely. their tampons. Yeah, with their tampon blood. Now, now we went from a ten percent female uh, demographic to like negative three. Like Mission women are just yeah, women are going to intuitively feel when they look at the thumbnail. Like I don't know, I feel like I shouldn't listen to the show. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah, probably. I don't know, but hey, if you still stayed here, like you're the best. <laughs> you're the best you're type. One of the boys. Yeah, you're one of the boys. The best type of woman is a woman who's a little misogynistic. That's what I say. <laughs> That's wife material right there. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, what cryptid do you think would assimilate into society the best? Have you ever heard of a garden hermit? No. So isn't that a just a garden frog? hermit? No. A garden hermit is, uh, or otherwise known as an ornamental hermit, is a person who lives on a rich person's estate as a hermit. They're encouraged to dress as like druids and mystical and they live in naturey huts and they usually live on like gardens or like uh yeah like gardens or like places like gardens and they mm-hmm. will tend to the gardens. And this was a very eccentric thing that like nobles or royalty would do they would hire like a homeless person to live in their garden (laughs) and act as like a mantelpiece like like these nobles invite a party over and they all take a stroll through the garden and they're like oh i can't wait to see the hermit like (laughs) nice that's what this (laughs) that's what this is so but that was phased out we don't do that anymore that was that was phased out when like plastic not plastic, but like actual physical garden gnome decorations became a thing and hermits okay. were phased out. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Connor, homeless people are not cryptids. Like, they're they're people, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, well, we're getting there, okay? <laughs> so, the cryptid that I think would best assimilate into society would be Brazilian gnomes. These things have been found on footage and could be edited, could be practical effects, but there are so many Brazilian videos of people just, like, doing things, and then a fucking gnome jumps out of nowhere and everyone starts running. What? (laughs) And because they're all similar like that, I really believe that there are gnomes in Brazil. (laughs) Uh Just fucking jump-scaring people. But I think we could bring back ornamental hermits 
by letting these Brazilian gnomes, or any, any gnomes from any nation, who cares? We invite these gnomes to live in our gardens, in these little huts, and they will act as ornamental hermits. They, that's adorable. I'm looking them up now. Some of them are depicted with a single leg, and others are depicted opening up their gown and showing their dick. Like, there's a lot of both. <laughs> I don't know why. That would be pretty entertaining if you walked outside and you're like, oh, I'm going to go check on the daisies. <laughs> and your gnome is, like, mooning all the cars passing by. Yeah, yeah it's just, that'd be it's, fucking it's awesome. part of his routine. Yeah, I'd like that. That'd be <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. But, yeah, they, they have, like, one leg, some of these, in, like, the middle of their body. I guess they hop. Mm-hmm. That's so Yeah, or they weird. like I mean roll around or something. I'd like to have a gnome. Like for some reason, like the idea of a gnome kind of scares me. I don't know why. It's like I get the same feeling if like I saw a rat, which is probably offensive <laughs> to gnome kind. I apologize. Yeah, I'm trying. Um now we have no gnome listeners after that statement. <laughs> but well they're like, so tiny. One. They're so tiny and yeah. fast. Yeah, my body goes like, eek, eek, it could get into the walls. <laughs> you like stand on a table. It's like, I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty peaceful person, right? I don't even think to go to violence in, in any most normal situations. But if a, if a gnome rounded the corner in my house and like ran towards me, um, I would kick it probably. Oh no. And, oh, I, and no. I would feel really bad, but... Like, dude, come on! Like, you gotta know what you're what you're doing. If you, if you're like a tiny little yeah. gnome, what are you supposed to? You don't know what that thing is capable of. You don't want to grab it; yeah. it could bite your finger off. You gotta know what you're doing, man. What do you? That's what you say after you've kicked it. You high five yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, for it gets even better. Mm-hmm. So we bring back the these these hermit hermits as gnomes um and you and but there might not be enough gnomes for everyone right because it's going to be a popular fad so instead what you can do is you can get a homeless person to live oh in your in your shed <laughs> so you just pop no, a see, shed in your front lawn you went right then, back to it you don't like homeless people you don't think they're actual people <laughs> no, no here's what here's what i'm saying here's what i'm saying you get a homeless person you pop a shed in your in your front lawn and then you whether they e either they already know how to garden um or they or you teach them or you give them the literature to for them to learn it and then you just you just let them make your entire front lawn like a garden right and then mm -hmm. so that solves and and by the way i should have prefaced this before uh ornamental hermits are like completely taken care of so all of their needs are met like they can literally do whatever they want and but like what they have to do is just make sure that the garden is like okay that's their job so you get these homeless people to do it now everyone's front lawn is a garden full of seasonal foods you just solved homelessness and world hunger so i i, I love it on paper i feel like rich people would have like genuine gnomes like it'd become a class issue and like just so you know mm -hmm. if i had a, if i had a gnome if i had a fucking gnome hermit 
front like in front of my place tending the garden i would like feed him so much cheese whiz like i would take care of my gnome i'd be a good gnome owner so i feel like the problem is most of the people that have a homeless man living in their on their lawn like he's just gonna be jerking off looking at cars and smoking crack like they're just gonna be like how they are which is that like i do food deliveries in the city i've seen some shit i don't like how do you first you'd have to rehabilitate the homeless i think i think and i truly think this that they really just behave like that and not all of them but you say you live in the city so i trust that you've seen a lot of homeless people um but they're not universally like that right so they have to that has to be like a learned behavior i feel like if you give them like if they have a shelter and they've got food they've got running water like they they have a place to stay and their purpose is to just like maintain this garden and then whatever they want to do like in between that time like fuck all as long as it's legal obviously like (laughs) i don't know why i had to say that but like you know just they do what they want i feel like they would slowly start like reintegrating into like this the social sphere of you know the place that they're living in it is beautiful and most homeless people i have seen in the city are pretty nice and kind of like you know it's a sad situation they're not like crazy there's clearly something going Mm -hmm. on because they're homeless like i was homeless for a bit i got unhomeless pretty quickly because i'm well enough together to do that mentally so there's some type of like wire that isn't crossed properly to like keep them in that situation um but that's not as fun it's way more fun to just imagine every homeless person it's just uh just jerking off and saying hey how do you do well some people might find that eccentric and (laughs) then (laughs) and now and now you have artistic culture on your front lawn yeah i I mean i feel like he's gonna steal all my copper wires (laughs) why does he need the copper wires he's already got like he's already got like Lay's potato chips and Coca-Cola and a bed. I don't know, man. (laughs) I just feel like I'm going to try to be getting my paper and he's just going to come up to me with his robe all open like a gnome. So it's it's actually pretty on brand. He's going to talk to me about mass government surveillance and how they're always watching us. And I'm going to start to feel uncomfortable with how much I resonate with what he's telling me. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, okay, um, by the way, it's, it's, uh, it's August. So could you water the strawberries, please? Yeah. Could you please? Can you water strawberries? And can you stop? Can you stop pouring the water on you and then letting that drip onto the strawberries? Because they're not growing and it's really disgusting. Also, I've given you so much soap. Please stop eating it. Start using it. Dear God. Yeah, the strawberries don't need the hermit essence. This isn't this isn't hermit LaCroix. Yeah. You're not it's not it's not a flavor saver. Stop calling it that. It's disgusting. <laughs> At yeah, least, so at least apply soap when you do that. Fix one problem. Yeah. Well, they they would be clean. They have a shower. <laughs> I'm not showering them. They have to do that themselves. <laughs> Dude, okay. Homeless people know how to shower. <laughs> do they? they just don't have a shower. Ah, that's convenient. No, no that sounds like cope to me. <laughs> that <laughs> that is the cryptid that I believe. No, not homeless people. <laughs> I believe the gnomes. <laughs> I believe gnomes would be the best cryptid 
to assimilate into society if we were to bring back the ornamental hermits. You just want to get a bunch of fucking short homeless people to tend your garden. That would be so cool! <laughs> well, okay, so yours wins because it's way more... Like, we could actually start doing that tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, if we could grab one of those pesky gnomes. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's plenty of people in the city. We could definitely just, you know, promise them uh, food and a nice shower. And according to your theory, they know how to use that, so they'll follow along. <laughs> They'll follow us like the Pied Piper we are, and little do they know. It's peer reviewed. We're we're fucking it's peer reviewed. Uh, we're fucking uh, we're breaking them in like horses. Where you, if you just give them food and shelter, then they'll let you do whatever with them. Which for us is have them <laughs> tenor guards. Did you just equate? Did you just equate to a homeless person being broken in like a horse? I look. This is. This is the setup you made. I'm just following your whole fucking theory and your business strategy. My plan is to solve homelessness and world hunger. Yeah. For mass <laughs> labor. Not... Yeah. And domestication of them. Yeah, I hear you. Domesticated homeless people. Yeah. yeah once, they, once they associate you with food and shelter, they won't want to leave. And then they'll let you uh, fucking do whatever you want with them. That's that's literally your art, your business argument right now. Well, business has to start somewhere. Look, I'm I'm not saying it's it's like morally sound, but I am saying that yours is more doable and you win. All right, so do I get do I get another crown? Yeah, we'll just put that on top of your <laughs> other one. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Two. Oh man, it's really sad that the skinwalkers aren't going to be able to assimilate now since we can only pick one. <laughs> yeah. The cos the cosmic forces that be strictly state that we can only choose one. Yeah, so, but but the Skinwalker one was a really good idea because it does it does make sense in in today's day and age. I think a lot of people would be accepting of a Skinwalker if they could empathize with it. Yeah, and I I'm just I'm I'm laughing. Like let's say this did happen. How much like Republicans and conservatives? would be losing their mind of like we let them get married we fucking we we were okay with gay marriage and now these fucking liberals are assimilating literal monsters into society like we were right to be sexist homophobic and racist and i'd be i'd be watching it like you know that's kind of a good argument to be honest <laughs> it's a dramatic argument <laughs> It would be like a domino effect. It was like, I, I think gay people should be married. But now we are letting literal monsters walk the streets. I f <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, do you, do you like homosexuals? And you're like, yeah, I don't really see a problem with them. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, the homosexuals let skinwalkers into, <laughs> into Walmart. And you're like, oh, oh, that's not cool. And you're like, and they're like, yeah, so... You have to be homophobic with us. <laughs> Since you're on our side about this, you have to be on our side about everything. Yeah. There's nothing. Blonde hair is great. In fact, it's the best hair. Yeah. I'm a big fan of blue eyes. <laughs> and paper clips. Yeah. And operations. And I just love combining these things. I, <laughs> nothing gets me more rock hard than a classified document. Yeah. That's... Uh, well, 
every word is is uh redacted except for the date so this (laughs) 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 oh man i just so this has nothing to do with what we're talking about but i just want to mention it real quick uh I was my roommate had uh, Tim Pool's podcast on before, and I don't have a problem with Tim Pool. I think he makes. I, I'm not a fan of his either. I've heard him make some pretty decent arguments that I agree with, but he was making an argument that liberals are going to die off because they're getting abortions, and conservatives just just statistically are getting less. So like liberals are going to murder all their children, and then there won't be any more liberals and that just sounded really dumb to me because it's not like like liberals and conservatives aren't like cloning into smaller versions of themselves like they have children with their own opinions and personalities and it's usually the opposite like usually rebel against what your parents are forcing upon you so it just Mm -hmm. politics and people that obsess about this stuff is really dumb yeah they're like it's like conspiracy theories, but the only conspiracy theories are politically related. There's like, there's no monsters. There's no, well, there are monsters and it's the other side. <laughs> yeah. They just poke fun at each other. And yeah, um, lives change because they're in charge of it. I guess. I, I know it's, it's very crazy. Why not just talk about like cryptids and make uh, somewhat offensive jokes like us, you know, that you don't actually mean. Guys. Yeah, why are there no bills being passed about finding Bigfoot? Uh, but there we were bigger things to worry about. There were. I forget where it was. I don't remember if it was Japan or uh, what or um, Vietnam. But there was like a bill passed. Of, well, a person was trying to get a bill passed where they were trying to say that uh, like these Bigfoot creatures. They have a different word for it that translates to uh, fugitive over in their area. They're saying like these are sentient beings with like like souls like us and they shouldn't be hunted anymore and like we need to stop this and like all the politicians were just like we're at war with America right now first of all second of all what the fuck are you talking about yeah, well that person definitely had their priorities straight in yeah. trying to make peace with with the Kauai Bigfoot I mean they definitely they <laughs> <laughs> they definitely had their heart in the right place. Oh yeah, I w- I would want to focus on love and peace in times of war, even if it's with Bigfoot. Who fo- who cares? Yeah, I mean, just imagine though how much more interesting life would be if there were skinwalkers, fucking limping to work, and little gnomes and homeless people that apparently aren't people living uh, in <laughs> like uh, cabins in our lawns and just giant jellyfish just roaming through the clouds just think about how fun Dude, or, do you think that would be fun or do you think do you think we'd get jaded and used to it really quickly i don't think we would but i think i think the generation that were born into the world with those things already in it i think they would get pretty used to it because yeah. we would we would we know what it's like with life uh life without those things but they wouldn't so they would just be like oh it's it's always been like this so there's no need to think about it yeah it's pretty fucked up just to be like yeah the sky jellyfish like no back in my day that wasn't a fucking thing (laughs) yeah back in my day they sent the little scout jellyfish and then they just invaded the atmosphere yeah it it, was insane it just it suckered to my face and did a very obscene things that are like censored so it's it's technically it's not graphic but it is still considered porn it's just really pixelated (laughs) 
like stuff they wouldn't play on the news. Yeah, no. No, Japan. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> you crazy, Japan. Sorry, you... any Japan listener. <laughs> yeah, sorry, any Japanese listeners, but what the fuck is going on over there sometimes? Like, I know we shoot each other a lot, and, like, that's not great, but I, I watch some of your porn. What are you guys doing? <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, your only source of information of, like, what Japan is like. It's, yeah. like through their anime and like their porn i don't, don't know anything about like their real life oh i don't like watch their anime i just i'm not into it i just watch their porn that's how i get the news over from japan oh my god yeah apparently yeah, it's so... really not safe to ride the trains oh my god oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so ah the japanese man my favorite cryptid <laughs> dude first homeless people and now just foreign people <laughs> No, it's the Japanese man that has enough time for his job and his family. It's, it's, it's the scientifically that has not been proven to exist yet. <laughs> he believes in consent. Oh uh, that's offensive. So let's wrap the show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, we just hit like what two two and a half hour mark. I I yeah. I feel like with this, all the stuff I said today, like I skipped a rock and hit hit three different types of people in the head that will not be coming back. That's okay. It's a new record. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. No harm, no harm, no harm, no foul, right? Yeah, no harm, no foul. It's all fine. Look, it's animated. It's not even real. There's there's nothing wrong with me if I like it. Right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So that's the show. Uh, we pre- really appreciate you all for listening, and um, our plugs. My name's Connor, as I said, and I do Reiki and energy stuff. So if that's something that you need, you can reach out to me uh, at my email or I think on the website. The website's going to be soon, but if you go to the the web, website ReikiOverdrive.com, uh, you can find your Discord and you can find me there and you can find Anthony there um, and a lot of other people that post funny pictures. Um, and we also do Game Night and Movie Night too, uh, which is really cool. If you're listening and you want to take my Jackbox crown, uh, you just have to have a mobile phone and jump in the Discord and uh, we'll tell funny jokes to each other. Um, your plugs, Anthony? So my plugs are going to be quite a thing now. It's like, Jesus Christ, you could fucking make a whole sandwich and eat it by the time I'm done. So, all right, I'm going to... So what I'm going to do is I'm about to say the Patreon stuff first and then I'm going to cut it and put it at the top of the show. Uh, I gotta like I gotta get into the zone as if I'm about to start the show and be like, "Whoa, Connor, are you ready <laughs> to talk about cryptids?" So, okay, so we we have a Patreon now. Uh, it's the Starfall V Patreon. It's 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 over encompassing everything that we do. So it's not just spaced out specifically. But if you if you're a tier one uh, patron uh, subscriber or whatever the term is you get the bonus double spaced episodes so you're actually if you do that now you'll have access to a, a very problematic tangent that we went on before i started doing this plug and you basically get what are called double spaced episodes which is banter me and connor have uh beginning during and at the end of the show things that are just like tangents that don't pertain to the topic so i cut it out i take all those and i put it together and i put it on the pa- uh the patreon and you also get sneak peeks into, you know, upcoming stuff. 
tier two is that plus live Q and A's, fan requests, exclusive voting power for future episodes that we're going to be doing, and tier three, which is called literally God, is all of that. Plus, you get a free Starfall NFT, free quote unquote, because you have to subscribe to get it, and access to future Starfall NFT giveaways that are exclusive to tier three patrons. So theoretically, you could subscribe tier three, get that NFT, sell it for a profit. I mean, did you really spend money at that point? Or are you a fucking hustler that I respect? Who's to say? So that's that's Patreon. That'll be linked uh, down below in the description. I'm very excited for this because it's a way for us to make more content and it's a way for it to support us financially to make that more content because I don't know if you heard about this thing called inflation, but times are tough. So I made sure to make the prices fair. I really feel like whichever one you're picking, you're getting your money's worth for sure. So check it out if you like the show and you want more of the show and you want you like the other things we're doing, yeah, you'll get more of that. I'm also a Reiki practitioner. You can reach out for my services. I do the podcast here with Connor, all that stuff. It's linked on my website, ReikiOverdrive.com. But I have a new thing to plug. Very exciting. So I'm, I'm taking this story, Starfall, and I'm creating an NFT ecosystem uh, with utility NFTs. So it's not just uh, dumb monkey jpegs that you're paying a thousand dollars for and then when someone asks like so what does it do and your response is well it's on the blockchain and that's it that's not what these are these are lore based nfts based off the characters i've been writing for 15 years and they have unique utility for the server that gives you special perks you can either buy them or you can unlock them with uh being an active user in the discord server and leveling up to level 65. Oh, level 65 is uh, Bitch, I'm Ultimate. <laughs> Great name. So, Makes sense. Yeah, so you level up to 65. It takes about two or three weeks of being an active member to get there. And you unlock uh, a free Starfall NFT. You could also, I, I give them out occasionally on uh, server-related giveaways. I'm t- currently doing a giveaway on my uh, Twitter account that I just started up. I got almost 50 followers in the first week because the, the crypto and NFT community is really liking this stuff. It's uh, it's actually shocking and really exciting to see people with thousands of followers retweeting my NFTs saying this is really cool. It's just like, whoa, oh my God, Jesus, thank you. Um, so you can also unlock it um, in the Patreon, like I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, wink. Uh <laughs> totally did that at the beginning and i didn't say it like at the end and then clip it in because i forgot uh, when we first recorded uh there's a lot of different ways basically if you're engaging with the content we make you're going to eventually get some free nfts so if you want to buy the the more rare ones you could do that if you want to win some of them that's cool whichever ones you get they are utility nfts so if you connect your wallet to the discord server you get the perks uh, it's pretty exciting stuff um I'm fucking thrilled. I'm currently looking for an artist. So shout out to any digital artist looking for work. If you want to make money with me doing this, uh, reach out to me and I'll take a look at your work and take you on. And we could start making NFTs and maybe even the Starfall uh, webcomic together. And it's pretty exciting what I'm working on. Yeah. 
So uh, my phone number is uh, 201-284-9667 if you want to reach out to me uh, super directly. And I I think that's everything. Yep, that about wraps it up. That about rats... Rat, rat, bah, 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 bah. That about wraps it up. Connor, is there anything you, you. Want, you want to say to these beautiful people before we go? Yeah, I just want to say thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, if you made it to the end uh give yourself a pat on the back i'll give yourself i'll give you a pat on the back too but uh yeah thank you and we will be back next friday um talking about more crazy stuff yeah thank oh you. absolutely yes thank you thank you for being here i actually i when i look at the analytics like half of our audience listens to the very very end which is fucking phenomenal thank you for doing that oh yeah seriously like it it actually shows that like what we're talking about is interesting enough for you to listen to it so uh we we take even that into consideration about what we're going to talk about because if we do a whole episode on something and no one listens to it then we're probably going to talk about something else yeah um, yeah people like when we talk about this stuff more than sonic the hedgehog is what i learned <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, thank you for being here. We'll see you in the next one. Uh, stay classy and stay crazy. Yep. Bye. Smoking marijuana, eating Cheetos, and masturbating do not constitute plans in my book. <laughs>